You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. My name is Julie Gus's mom. And I am Tracy Emma's mom. And on the line, we have Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Allie. Hello. Whose mama are you? Um, I am mom to twins, Sunny Sky and River Sailor. Two sets. Mm, Wait. Oh, no, those are the middle names. One set. One one set. set, Two babies. I took a nap there for a second. It was like (laughs) two sets of twins. Oh, no. It's valid. I said their middle names, too, so you probably got really confused. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Mm -hmm. Where are you calling from, Allie? I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. Wow. Michigan. Okay. What's the weather like there today? Um, well, if you can't tell my voice, I'm dealing with allergies because we've kind of been up and down. Last week was like really sunny, 80 degrees. This week we've gotten a mix of like rain, snow, kind of sunny, kind of mm. gloomy. So yeah. Same there, girl. But, we feel yeah. that. We feel it's like that. a little gloomy today, but the sun's poking out. So I like to think that's my baby's giving me a sign. Aww. They're excited. Their mama's doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you grown up in Michigan or have you bounced around the United States? Yeah, good question. I, um, I've grown up in Michigan, actually, pretty much in the same area, but I, like, love to travel, so I've traveled to several different states, and, like, ultimately, my goal is to, like, become, like, either, like, a travel photographer or to, like, travel in a van and do some kind of job where I'm on the road, because I love being out, like, exploring. Oh, that's so cool. That's fun. Will you teach me how to, how to do that? <laughs> yeah, I know for you sure. teach me how to travel? I am a teach photographer, so I'm just kind of working on transferring into, like, you know, travel photography. So I have like a, a photography business and it's named after my baby. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. That's I... special. That's really special. Yeah, it is. Are you yeah. married? I'm not, but I am dating my very best friend in the whole world. Oh. And we've known each other since we were about four years old. We met on the t-ball fields in our little hometown. That's adorable. Um, yeah, he'll tell you the story. It's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, so he remembers it vividly or so he says. I think he's kind of making it up as he goes, but it's kind of cute anyway. It's working. Um, but we went to school together our whole lives and we just reconnected like later in adulthood, like to kind of, um, you know, go back to that friendship because we both after high school went like our separate ways. He went to the military. You know, I was in college and dating somebody long term. So we just kind of separated for a while as far as friends go but then we loop back together and realize that no we really are like the best of friends and then he asked me why I had him friend zoned and here we are today almost two years into our relationship and he is the father of my kids so I'm very excited and grateful for that how did you answer that question I love that question oh my gosh I was like so taken aback we were like walking a rail trail with other friends and the one friend was like, what are you doing? Why don't you date this guy? Like, he's such a good guy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm being asked this question right now. And like, and then he and then the, my friend, his name is Matt. And so at the time we were friends and he goes, yeah, why am I friends? And I was like, oh, my goodness. No, you did not. And so like, I'm like too stunned to speak. But also you can't just stand there quietly. So I was just like, like, oh, oh look at that bird over there. There's a bird. Like that cliche, like, oh, you're just such a great friend. 
And, um, and yeah, I don't know. We like spent a lot of time together a couple of months after that, just, we were together so often. And then I don't know, it just kind of hit me. Like, why don't I give this a chance? Like, yeah. I really do care about him as a person and I really have love for him, you know, like, could this be something else? And then we realized like, yeah, like we're just meant to be together. And like, I love him a lot. <laughs> so that's, that's super a, awesome. Yeah. The blinders were taken off and you're like, you've been there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so silly. Cause yeah, you look back at like your whole life, like I'm 29 and I just, look back like wow we could because he always jokes that we could have dated in high school and actually fun fact we did date in the fifth grade for about eight <laughs> hours and then I broke up with him so he mentions that all the time and I have concerns that that's probably going to wind up in my vows someday at my wedding but um, did he write a note it says will you go out with me check yes or no and you yeah, checked right. it, like, no, and then he lost he it. He probably did. <laughs> and, of course, like, being young, I said yes. But then, a, like, a few hours later, I was like, ooh, he's, like, too clingy. Like, he's too excited <laughs> already, this, you know? And then, like, looking back, you're like, wow, well, as an adult, like, we want a man or a woman or whoever to be, like, excited about us and love us and care about us. You know, so, like, all the things that he did as a teenage boy, like, I just realized I was, like, kind of a brat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got it out of your system. There you go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot happened since then, and Honestly, I always tell him, like, I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did, because if we did date in, you know, high school, middle school, whatever, like, it might not have ended up where we dated in adulthood and get the opportunity to, like, have kids together and get married and all those things. So it really, like, changed the trajectory for us, you know? Yeah. That's adorable. I love it. Yeah. I know it. Okay. So when did you find out and how did you find out you were pregnant? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I actually love this story. Okay. So, so my boyfriend like long story short my boyfriend um what's his name like, didn't... Yeah. what's his name matt matt. Oh, okay, matt sorry i'll try to get used to that so matt um <laughs> my boyfriend matt he um didn't know that like he could have kids like we assumed that he was unable to have kids because um you know of a past relationship where he was like trying to get somebody pregnant he had gone to the doctors um you know and had like like he was tested for that to see like am mm-hmm. i infertile like what's going on and the outcome was not good so like we were really expecting that we would eventually have to maybe like look into some kind of like surgery or like IVF or consider adoption and fostering which all of those things are fine and like we're completely comfortable with those avenues but ultimately I think you know we just we want to have like our very own babies you know you know we want to know like what they would grow up to be we want to know what they would look like like all the things like we just want to be parents you Mm -hmm. know and so on June 7th 2022 so last year I found out I was pregnant and it was just a crazy ride I um I like had missed my period and I think I was about two and a half months late at that point and I was like okay like I'm concerned now you know I mean me missing like a month or something that's not like completely unheard of I was under a lot of stress and stuff so I just kind of figured like oh maybe it's just that or whatever you know there's so many reasons why you could miss a period besides being pregnant yep so I kind of assumed it was that, but no, it turns out June 7th in the morning, it was probably around 10.30 a.m., 11 a.m., um, it's, it was my niece's birthday, my niece Kennedy, and I was at my boyfriend's apartment, and I was like, we had tests, like, from a, you know, a little scare however long ago or whatever, and and I said, I think I should take one of those. Like, I don't know. I just kind of want to know at this point, like, am I, am I not, like, what's going on with my body? You know, mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. to the point of, like, I'm getting concerned. So I took a test at his apartment and it's so funny. I look back at this video and I just like cannot help myself. I like laugh every time. So I recorded my reaction, like looking at the test. I was in the bathroom by myself and I looked and I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was genuinely expecting it to be negative because we did not think that he could have kids, Uh you know, and I really just thought it was a fluke. 
And I flipped that pregnancy test up. And when I tell you, it was like a die stealer to the max. It was so positive. And I was like, holy crap, like I'm pregnant. And like my breath, like my, I like took a big gulp. Like in the video, you'll notice this gulp. Um, I was just like so flabbergasted. And I went into the room and I think I was too stunned to speak. I kind of just like tossed it on the bed and was like, we need to go to like Rite Aid and grab another test right now. <laughs> to Rite Aid. And, and this man was just, Matt was like, wait, what? Like he was so stunned because again, he really genuinely yeah. believed that I can't have kids. And, like, even prior to dating, like, we had people, like, knowing that he potentially couldn't have kids be like, why are you going to date him when you want kids and, like, he might not be able to have them? And I'm like, you guys don't know our story. Like, that, that like that's not the end-all, be-all. Like, we right. are open to fostering, adopting, whatever. So, anyway, he's like, oh, boy. Like, this was his first time seeing a positive pregnancy test, you know, for somebody that he was intimate with. So, it was very crazy. And, like, we were just so stunned because, like I said, it was my niece's birthday. We had plans with our families that day because everybody was going to be at the party. And, like, my side of the family and his side. So, we're like, if we really are pregnant, how are we even going to keep this a secret? Mm. But, like, also not wanting to take away from the fact that it was my niece's birthday. Right. You know? So it was a mix of emotions, but yeah, we went and got another test, took it. It was another dye stealer. I was like, I'm pregnant, pregnant. Like, this is crazy. And <laughs> this we is happening. went to the doctors like immediately after that to confirm because I simply could not take it anymore. Um, so yeah, we went to the doctors and confirmed that I was in fact pregnant. And it was kind of funny because the way that the doctor told me, he was like, um, you took an at-home pregnancy test, right? And I was like, yeah, I took two. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, they don't really lie if it's positive, so you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that was it. <laughs> um, like, what a great way to find out that you're pregnant for the very first time. Um, you know, so it was just a huge mix of emotions. Obviously, I was just so stunned. I think I shed tears, like, right in the moment. Like, I was so emotional. Actually, I kept it together until the doctor left the room, but when he gave me and my boyfriend, Matt, a moment to just, like, exist for a second and, like, realize, like, holy crap, we're pregnant, yeah, we're I, like, this. completely lost it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's that's a tidbit of the story there. Oh, that's a special moment. Yeah. And you said that was in June? Yeah. So that was June 7th, 2022. 2022. Just that a minute was like ago. Not even a year ago. Yeah. Like literally just last year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Literally yesterday. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so when did you find out you were having two of them? Mm. Yeah. That so, um, yeah. No. So I can kind of, um, I'll kind of lean into that. So, I found out that I was having twins on July 6th. So just about a month after finding out that I was pregnant. And that was like a roller coaster. So I'm a twin. I have a twin brother. Ooh. And, you know, there's that like, oh, it skips a generation. Right. So like everybody was like, no, you're not going to have twins. Or like, wait, what if you do have twins? You know, and in my head, I'm like, y'all, I'm like freaking out that I'm having one baby. I really don't need this right now. Like, yeah. let me just figure this thing out. And then I actually got the ultrasound. And when I tell you, like, I just remember being in that room. And um, I don't know, I was like with my boyfriend in the room, you know, she, she got the little thing up to my belly. And actually, she was struggling to find um, like the sats and everything on my belly. So we ended up having to do an alternative option. And when they did that, I found like we saw like the two sats on the screen. And I remember my boyfriend, like I, I saw it, but like I, I couldn't process what was actually happening in that moment. And I just remember my boyfriend being like, wait why is there two like he was like really confused like he just wasn't even thinking like oh this could be twins. twins he was just like really lost at the fact that there was two sacks yeah because you know he's never seen an ultrasound before and obviously neither have i and so it was just like a 
oh my god like in my head i was like it's twins and then the the nurse or um excuse me the ultrasound tech was like that means it's twins and like she was all giddy about it and me and my boyfriend were just like oh my record scratch literally i don't even know how to explain the way that like my heart dropped and i instantly cried like that was the moment that i was like i'm not even waiting for her to leave the room like she gets it all because i like i could not believe that i was going to be a mom to twins after knowing that my boyfriend potentially couldn't have children yeah that's a big swing yeah 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 (laughs) for sure i was just gonna say what was your emotion but i feel like you just kind of said it and yeah Um, So it was honestly a mix of emotions, and I can explain why. Um, Are you there? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're here. I was, like, getting a phone call. I had to decline it. I, like, told people I was doing this today, so I don't even know why I'm bothering you. Anyways. um, So, yeah. So on July 6th, like I said, I had my ultrasound. She was struggling to find the sacs on my belly. So we did an alternative option to see the the sacs and hopefully my babies. But at that time is actually when I found out that there was a possibility that I was miscarrying. Um, So the sacs were showing empty. And the, the lady that did the ultrasound, she kind of made it like she tried to give me hope. You know, she tried to like. She didn't want me to automatically, like, freak out, like, wait, where are the babies? But she, like, tried and tried and tried to find them. It wasn't working. So in my heart, I just had this feeling like something's not right. In my gut, I knew something wasn't right. Mm. Um, And then we basically kind of wrapped up the appointment by her saying, like, there's a chance that you could be earlier than you're thinking. Because at this point, I was anticipating that I was around 11 weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, you should be seeing enough on an ultrasound, you know, you shouldn't be seeing empty right. sacks. So I was very much discouraged and had a really strong feeling that I was losing the babies, but I wanted to try to believe that that wasn't the case and that things were going to turn around and that just wasn't the case, you know? Yeah. Okay. Wow. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right yeah. back more with Allie's story. Emma's Footprints is heading to Top Golf in Pittsburgh on Sunday, July 9th. Whether you're an aspiring golf pro or picking up the club for the first time, Top Golf is fun for all. Golfers will be able to compete against each other, much like a traditional golf outing. There's a team leaderboard, and you'll be able to see your team's placement displayed on the in-bay TVs, enjoy food and drinks. It's a unique way to support Emma's Footprints while laughing and having a good time with friends. Head to the events tab at emmasfootprints.com for more details. Take a swing to support Emma's Footprints, and we will see you on Sunday, July 9th. Okay, so what an emotional day for yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was like a mix of like, wow, we're so excited. Like we get to see our baby for the first time, you know what I mean? Um, to then finding out that it was twins like that in and of itself was such an emotion Mm. and like several emotions, obviously like excitement first and foremost, obviously like a lot of love and excitement and like, wow, we can't wait. Like this is wild that this is happening to us, but we're going to like welcome it with open arms to like, we can't find the babies and we don't really know why right now. So, you know, it was kind of that, like, wow, we're so excited, but like, whoa, maybe we should like be a little concerned and like sad right now too. So it was, yeah. it was definitely a mix of emotions. That makes me so sad for you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. your first experience I know. being pregnant, yeah. you know, and just the roller coaster that you had been on. Yeah. It really, sad. it really sucked. <laughs> it yeah. still sucks, you know? Yeah. So what were yeah. the next steps so. that they said before you left that appointment? 
Yeah, so they just told me, like, that we would, like, schedule an ultrasound. I think it was, like, a week or two after that because at that point, like, if I was early as she was hoping, um, you know, that something would definitely show by the time that I came back. So, like, I think she was kind of guesstimating that I might have been somewhere around, like, five, six weeks or so. Mm. But, um, like I said, I knew in my heart of hearts, I'm very, like, I'm very strict on tracking everything, you know, just for the sake of like knowing when my period's coming. Like I love to track that. I have Mm. an app and I've used it for several years. So like when it says that my period's coming or it says that I'm going to be ovulating or anything like that, I know that it's like to a T. So, or at least in the ballpark range. Yeah. yeah, like I knew for sure that I was ab- around 11 weeks and that I was going to be miscarrying. And so we did schedule the appointment and I can't remember the date that it was scheduled, but it was scheduled for, I think, two weeks out, which felt like a lifetime, obviously, because you're, you know, sitting in this unknown of like, wow, I'm pregnant with twins, but like, am I losing them? Like, what mm-hmm. is going on? Mm-hmm. And two weeks feels like forever in that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and then actually I went home that day after the ultrasound and like, you know, I reached out to some family and friends and was like, it's twins you know I definitely I went to my parents house and I said it to my mom's face I was like mom it's twins like and, and my mom was just like my mom laughed because she's like oh yeah baby like it's coming back full circle you know um so she loved that and obviously we were all just really excited to have babies and it would it would be like the first like blood grandchild and so it was a really big deal um on my family's end obviously on anyways um excuse me my boyfriend's family they have a ton of grandchildren and not that this makes it any you know easier for them but like it was just it's an experience i can't really explain um did you share with them the news that they told you about maybe what was that did you share with your family also because you had shared that you were having twins Yeah, it was, that's why, so, like, my friends, I kind of just sent them, like, a picture and, like, kind of explained the situation, um, and it was, like, really close friends, too, like, just a couple of my best friends, I didn't even, like, share it with, like, a lot of people, um, because I wanted to know more before announcing, Yeah. and then I, we, like, went to our parents' house specifically to have that conversation, but, um, I honestly, it's kind of a blur right now of the timeline, but what happened was I went home from that appointment on July 6th after the ultrasound finding out that we were pregnant Mm -hmm. and that there was a possibility of losing them. And I went to the bathroom and I got home and I noticed a little bit of faint blood and um, when I wiped. And so I wasn't sure because like I said, we had to do an alternative ultrasound. So I didn't do it on my belly. Obviously Uh there's only another spot you can go, you know? And um, so I thought that maybe I had a little bit of blood from that. That seemed to make sense. It was kind of like a normal thing. I Googled it. That happened. I called my OB. They said, yeah, that can happen. But, like, you might want to just monitor, you know, so on and so forth. And then that night, like, I could just feel, like, it beginning. And obviously Mm -hmm. I had nothing to go off of. This is my first pregnancy. This is the first time I've ever had a loss of my child, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot going on. But I started noticing some, like, cramping and discomfort which like I had up to that point like I didn't have very many symptoms of being pregnant other than being really tired um you know really hungry having those cravings and things but like I didn't have the morning sickness and stuff so like when my body physically started to feel like cramping and things I definitely was concerned um and then I went to bed that night and I just prayed you know I I have this weird relationship with my spiritual side but I just prayed you know Mm -hmm. that that this wasn't happening and that, you know, things were going to be okay and that my babies were going to be healthy and that this wasn't 
happening the way that I anticipated that this was going to happen, right, you know, because yeah. at this point with the cramping, I'm, I see nothing but miscarriage, mm-hmm. right? Like I just see it going downhill fast. And I woke up the next day. So that would be July 7th. Uh, would be the official day that I started my miscarriage and I remember it so so vividly because I uh, was a manager at a coffee house at the time and I went into work that day to open the shop so I went in at 5 30 a.m and (laughs) you know it's one of those things where it's like you wish you had control over when these things happen Mm, like I wish that would have happened before I even left my house that morning right um because I had no idea what was coming next you know and so I mean I don't want to get too graphic obviously I don't know if um I mean you guys can assume obviously but I uh, was at work and prepping to open the shop. I was there at 5.30, shop opened at 6. I was by myself, and I was going to be by myself for at least two hours because oh, that's wow. just the schedule and how it goes. And um, before the shop opened, it was probably about, I would say, like 5.45. So I had about 15 to 10 minutes to finish opening the shop. And I was uncomfortable. I was cramping a little bit, you know. And I think I even put, like, a panty liner on or something just in case. <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea what was coming next, clearly, because um, next thing you know, I just felt a gush. And I oh. ran to the bathroom. Like, my heart just dropped. Everything, like... I mean, even just thinking about it, like time stood so still and like all I knew was to like run to the bathroom and sit on the toilet and I had no idea what to do next. Wow. Yeah. Like I just had no idea. Being at work and like being by myself and the fact that the shop had to open soon and like knowing that I was the one person that could do that and that we would have a person in the drive through at 6 or 6.01 ready for their coffee because they do it every Every single morning. You know, I was just like, I'm losing my my twins right now and I'm trying to be you know in the role of my manager and opening the shop and I don't even know who to call at 5 30 in the morning that's going to answer the phone you know right so it was a lot yeah I understand and hear that it's really hard to talk about yeah Yeah, for sure. It chokes me up a little bit. Um, I enjoy talking about it because for me, it's like this huge goal of like bringing awareness to the fact that this happens to so many people. And it's honestly really sad and unfortunate how many people feel like they can't talk about it because of, you know, whatever stigma or whatever society is making them feel. But um, being a person who has experienced the loss and being a person who really talks about my loss and advocates and and all the things and brings awareness to it, I have unfortunately seen the good in that, and I've also seen the bad in that. So it's been um, a, a crazy ride for sure. And I like our our. Um, so if you ha- you haven't heard, Ellie has shared yeah. with us for our listeners. She hasn't heard our podcast yet, but she will. Yeah, <laughs> true. After, true, that, true that. Yeah. But so we have our counselor Pam Pressler on our podcast frequently throughout the seasons. Yeah. And we you know, pay for counseling sessions with her, and we bring her on here to just so people drop, can hear her voice and yeah, and wisdom tools. and tools and stuff. Yeah. And so she she has taught us and likes to say um, an early term pregnancy loss instead of miscarriage. And I so like when that. yeah, so when I say early term pregnancy loss, I want to take our early term pregnancy loss mamas and like wrap them in a blanket and and just like swaddle them and hold them. Yeah, yeah. Because I I I have never experienced an early term pregnancy loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. layers I feel like you mamas walk through from, mm-hmm. you know, losing your baby to, um, 
you know, relatively, it's a relatively short amount of time from right. when you find out you're pregnant right. to the loss happening, you know, is yeah. shorter. And then just, I mean, you're describing you went to work that morning and I'm yeah. assuming you were in the drive-thru at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Right. Doing yeah, your job, I, correct? Yeah. As I, this actually, is I happening. My, um, I called my coworker. They were going to be coming in next. And um, they actually live 30 minutes away, right? Because, like, <laughs> the shop that I was working at originated 30 minutes away and happened to open up a shop in the city, like, near me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I called and just said, you know, I didn't even know what to say. Like, how do you tell somebody over the phone, like, I'm losing my children? Yeah. So I just, like, called. And I can't even remember if they answered the first try. I want to say it went to voicemail. And I just, like, I was crying. And I just said, like, I'm losing my twins. I oh. need you to, like, get a hold of me immediately. And to be honest, I don't even remember when they called back or anything. I know that they called back pretty quickly. Like, they were getting up and getting ready to, you know, get back, get to work and everything. Right. And um, and so, no, I actually, the doors remained locked. And, and I just... I don't even know how many customers might have showed up while I wasn't there, you know, while I was in the bathroom losing my children. Um, I'm sure there was at least probably three that that went there that day to get a coffee and ended up leaving because there was nobody to greet them. And it was because I was busy, you know, in the toilet losing yeah. my children. So wow. it's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, the amount of women that are doing that. Right. You could be having a conversation with them. Right. And they're walking through that that day. Yes. No, literally. It's so wild. And like, I saw this, like, um, you know, I look up a lot of quotes about like child loss and stuff. And I saw this one and it's like, all it said was I flushed. Mm. And like, that is like insanely powerful. And when I saw it for the first time, I didn't even know how to handle that because I can, like, I remember, like, I can Mm -hmm. tell you the exact moment that, I know my baby's past. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that they like went through my body and landed in that toilet. And, and what do you do in that moment? You know, like nobody that there, there's no, you know, there's no book. Like there's a book for that. Heck, I wish I would have known, you know, like there's a chance you might lose your children, right? (laughs) you know? So yeah, it's, it's a pretty crazy thing. It's just, it's wild how often this happens and yet nobody talks about it, you know? Or just, it just infuriates me. Mm. I can't even say that word. How dismissive, you know, society is for these, for early term losses. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Get out of here. 100%. Yeah. I've actually been told, um, so the downside, like I was saying, I've been told that I don't know real child loss Mm. because, um, you know, and this is from a person that. (laughs) Next friend. I mean. (laughs) Move along. (laughs) That could, that could be like, yeah, that could be a whole podcast. I'm sorry, Richard. Yeah. Um, Uh, You you just got canceled from my phone. I hadn't talked to in three years, three years, and they were considered my family and they told me. Oh, so they reached out specifically to tell you that. Yes, because I had shared a post on Facebook about this miscarriage support group that I'm going to. And I I kind of, I said it like that, like miscarriage support group, but really it's just like moms that are enduring like needle, needle death. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. I I guess looking in hindsight, I could have worded it maybe a little bit different. But for me, I was specifically seeking my friends that I knew have experienced a miscarriage or even people that I didn't know experienced a miscarriage specifically because that's what I experienced. Mm wanted them to go with me right yeah so that i wasn't alone in going to the support group and you know like that's a big deal yeah and i just wanted at least one person to stand up and go with me and because i made a post about that 
I hear from this person that I haven't heard from in literally three years. And they told me, you're trying to share the feelings of other parents who have experienced real child loss and it's mm. wrong. And, and it's like, that's not what I was trying to do at all. You know, and in my head, I'm thinking like grieving parents, they struggle enough, you know, they don't need, they don't need that. Um, An uneducated like, you, comment. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they don't need you to discredit what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. I never once had intentions of making a post that would make somebody feel like their child loss was any less than my child loss because whether you had a miscarriage or a stillborn or whatever the case may be, I know many people that have experienced all of these forms of child loss and I've talked to these people about it. And at the end of the day, child loss is child loss and it sucks and there's no other way to look at it. Yeah. And, and what so, I hear, what I hear is a sad person on the other line of a computer who is yeah. trying to relate and, and, and doesn't have yeah. the tools to, yeah to do that yeah to do that and, that's, and, and that's they're sad. like somebody that you know i have a place in my heart in the sense that um their sibling had a loss of a child sure. and they were you know a few years old at that point and so i think it was coming from a place of yeah. hurt kind of handling that loss you know right um so I understood and I can give grace for that. But at the end of the day, like my loss is still extremely valid. Mm -hmm, and, absolutely. Um, you know, and I did lose my children and, and, you know, I'm not, I guess for me, it was kind of that they like, we're talking about how this person did get to be a mom to this child. And this person did get to love them and got to meet them and, you know, do all these things with them. And in my head, I'm like, but why don't you see that? I don't get that chance and I'll never have that chance with my twins. I don't get to see what they looked like, what color their eyes were, what their mm -hmm. favorite color would be, what they would want to be for Halloween. Like I'll never get to have that with my children. So explain to me how the child loss where somebody got to spend time with their kids is any better or worse than what I'm feeling right now, you know? Yeah. And it was just at that point, you're, crazy you're, yeah, you're having a nonsensical conversation. Yeah that you yeah know, yeah you have and to like, learn to like and, walk away and from exactly and i did i did i i ended up blocking them and i haven't looked back since and and you know and not to mention i didn't even share this but that was the day before my baby's due date and um so i was That's already heavy. struggling enough with the fact that my baby's due date was about to happen and that was the last thing that i needed then yeah. you know that's heavy there's just yeah. a lot of education that needs to happen. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And that's why I do it. And like I, you know, I was saying like grieving parents, they struggle enough. And like all we really need is like our village of people and a community to stand with us and support us and to help us spread awareness instead of dragging us down because we are people who have experienced this very significant loss. And yet, you know, as an adult, we still have to face every single day as if nothing ever happened. You know, we still have bills to pay. We still have family to, to, to see and take care of and friends to nurture and a house to take care of and all these things. Like, so the least you can do is just be kind to, to people, right. you know, or, you know, be curious. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, I would encourage that there. There sure. are there are some people that experience, you know, an early term loss and and don't consider that their baby. And, yeah, and that's right. OK. So be curious, you know, yes, like what does exactly. this loss and mean to you? You know, and yeah, they and say, I struggled with that. I did struggle with that. Um, and the thing was, is I didn't struggle with it in the sense that I was like questioning myself. It was the comments 
from people around me that made me feel less than yeah. and made me feel like I was not a mom. And that is so, like, I can't even explain to you, like, how awful and how harsh that feels when... Well, tell like, the people, Allie. Yeah, tell the people like, listening like, yes, like, how, how that people. felt. Yeah, I want people to know that, you know, when a, when a woman experiences the loss of their child like that, um, especially, you know, uh, in, well, how'd you word it? Early term pregnancy Early term loss. pregnancy loss, yeah. Yeah, when there's an early term pregnancy loss, I mean, that does not mean that that woman is not a mom, mm-hmm. you know? As a matter of fact, you know, they talk about when you find out that you're pregnant, you instantly have this love and this care and this compassion and everything, all those good, amazing, incredible mom instincts. You feel that from the moment that that test shows positive. And so, yeah, you're right. Like I, I don't know, you know, what it's like to lose a child that I had memories with or, you know, anything like that, but I still know what it's like to hurt because of the loss of my babies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just encourage people, people to have an open mind about that you know understand Mm -hmm. for me it was about at the time of finding out I was pregnant it was all about the excitement and the joy and the like the wonder that you know becoming a mom is and that having a child like bringing a child into this crazy world like that is such an emotional roller coaster in and of itself and I had the excitement of all of the baby stuff right I bought the, the clothes I bought the books I bought the toys I got the crib I got you know I was planning my gender reveal I was planning my baby shower all of that got taken away from me in an instant yep. and now I need to explain to people especially kids I need to explain to people that I am a mom and that it's just to babies that aren't here on earth with us. And that's probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to explain. Yeah. Cause there's some people you can explain it and they just still don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had kids like on the day of my due date, one of my friends brought me like a present, like flowers and some other cute stuff. And, and her son was like, wait, what, like what happened? Like why I thought you were pregnant? Like what's going on? You know, he didn't understand why they were bringing me a gift that day and why I didn't have babies. And my um, nieces and my nephews come over to my house all the time. And one of them recently asked me, um, because we have the baby stuff still here, you know, for when we hope to have kids again someday. Mm -hmm. And they opened up my closet. We were playing hide and seek and they went to my guest room. They opened my closet and they saw in there that there is a bouncer and a stroller and, Mm -hmm. and and she came and she said, Allie, are you, she's like, you're pregnant? Where's your babies? Like, I thought you had babies. And I had to explain to her, you know, like, I think she's nine. I had to explain to this nine-year-old, like, where my babies were and why I didn't have them. And it's not like their mom was here to help me explain that. So I had to figure out the best way to explain to a child that I, right. I had a loss, you know? Yeah. But, you're, but you did it. And, yeah, I did. You know, and I, I can be proud of that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it shows a lot of strength. I think. I think. I think talking about like your child loss, and that's why I love doing the podcast so much. Is like for me, it like gives me a chance to be strong and to share that story and experience with other people who can either relate or who might not understand and mm-hmm. who might have a better like picture of it now. Um, you know, it just it really gives me a chance to tell the story of being pregnant and also of that loss. So I appreciate your guys' time doing this today too, because this so needed to happen. (laughs) Well, it's an honor for us. It will never get it. 
Mm. Mm. Pregnancy <laughs> and infant loss gets real old. Like every right. time the yeah. phone rings, I we hate it. We hate it. But yeah. it will never get old meeting these incredible moms and dads and families that right. hearing their babies and hearing their story because it's such a personal thing, you know, or if we get yeah. called in the hospital in that moment, it's so sacred and that oh, will never get sure. old, you know, meeting them yeah. in yeah. the darkest and moment. I think, yeah. I think one of the important things to know too, I mean, I hear this a lot. I've heard it before, but especially after losing my own kids is that one in four women experience a miscarriage in their mm-hmm. life. And, um, and that's, you know, that's very significant. And I mean, you could go over the statistics, anybody can look them up, you know, I mean, about infertility and about, you know, stillborn loss and all the other losses. Like, it's just so common. I think it's far more common than what people really realize yeah. until it happens to them or somebody close to them. And that's where like the reality might come out that like, no, this is actually a very prominent thing. And um, even my doctor, you know, cause you want to ask those questions. Like, is it me? Was there something? I did was there something I could have done to prevent it at all that stuff you know and he just said like this happens to so many women and it's actually pretty common in your first pregnancy is what he shared and so you know it was like a it was it's still hard to hear but it was almost that like okay like you know this happens to so many women and unfortunately like I always say like that's not a club I wanted to be a part of right Right. I actually have this book that I'm reading it's called the worst girl gang ever I can't remember the author offhand it's downstairs but um it's called the worst girl gang ever and if you've had a a child loss I I would encourage that book because it's just one of those things where yeah like nobody wants to be in this quote-unquote girl gang of like hey I'm a lost mom like I lost my child nobody wants to be that person right like that's like putting a sticker on you saying I'm a mom but my my babies are gone Mm -hmm. you know like I mean you have people ask all the time do you have children right Right. and how are you supposed to answer that as a parent who has however you want Allie yeah (laughs) however you feel that day (laughs) this just happened yesterday because I talk about my babies everywhere and like like you said like it gives me an opportunity to talk about my babies to say their name Mm -hmm. and to honor them and so I do I talk about them to people at a coffee shop the barista Uh the customers I talk at the thrift store I'll talk wherever I go about my babies because I want them to know I mean I was 11 weeks but you best believe these babies are going to make an impact on the world because of you know the experience that I had being their mom so it's like and you know what we call that around here Allie what we call that parenting your babies you got to parent your your, you know if you have living babies you parent them and if we have dead babies you you have to parent them them. you have to parent them I have never heard that you guys that's so wild that's like real that is a that's a nugget from Pam Pressler that listen I at my loss at 33 weeks eight months pregnant I didn't know I was grieving and I didn't know I had to parent my baby and so yeah yeah, that's why I was dead inside for five years because yeah when you don't get that chance yeah you're you walk around like a shell of a person right wow so now i'm parenting emma you know and yeah it's a never-ending thing she's gonna be 16 next month oh my goodness so i'm oh i didn't share this with julie the other day because she was in mexico whoopsie (laughs) (laughs) she was by a pool on a beach somewhere but i have i have a friend um that has two teenage girls and they were going prom dress shopping Mm -hmm. and she they sent me a video of like the dresses and 
it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I bawled my face off because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to ever get to go prom dress shopping with Emma. Yeah. Right? And it hit me yeah. in that moment. Right. I know it. Yeah. And I had to cry my face off. And I yeah. reached out to some some friends. Again, not Julie. She was at the pool in Mexico. I was in Mexico. And I just yeah. said, I just shared the moment. <laughs> I don't really share those moments a lot, yeah. but I did. Yeah. And my tribe came around me, and they didn't try to rush me through that moment. Right. They didn't wow. say, oh, yeah. you know, it's. <laughs> they didn't try to say anything uh, flippant or. Yeah. You know. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, and I they actually, sat with I've me in that moment. Similar situations, you know. And, like, even I actually found out shortly after finding out that I was pregnant, one of my best friends found out she was pregnant as well. And so I, you know, it's like the the idea of, like, I lost my baby and now I have to go to a baby shower and all these things, right? And, like, you're very excited for your friend, but you're, you know, you know that it's going to be a rough day for you. and. And I, I, I felt that the moment I walked into the door that day, I like looked around the room and I, I told this to my friend, it was as if I walked in the room and everybody looked at me and said, this is the mom of grieving babies. And I lost it instantly because they made me feel as though I was that like oddball out, Aww. you know, when really I was just a woman that was very emotional about going to her nieces, like, her, you know, my niece, like it was the baby shower. I was excited. But then knowing that everybody was seeing me as that grieving mom, it like tore me to shreds. And I've actually had friends be pregnant since then that withheld the, that from me that didn't want to share that. Um, until they felt ready because they didn't know how to share that with somebody who's lost their babies. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast. We could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I really try to make it a point and very clear. And I hope this podcast helps people to understand that I want to talk about my babies more than anything. So will it make me sad talking about babies? Maybe. Will it make me sad when you say sunny and river? Maybe. But there's also that flip side of like, it's going to make me feel good to talk about sunny and river and to say their names and to share their stories. So yeah, it's, it's just people think that, um, you know, there's that stigma, that thought of like, let's just not talk about it. Like, let's just tuck it under the rug so we don't want to make her sad. And we and say incorrect, sad incorrect advice. People tucking it under the rug. Yeah, so. Actually, do the opposite of what you think. No, literally, <laughs> I'm like, why Why are you guys that way? Like, you know, because I'm like, I'm the most, I and mean, if you haven't gathered this, like, I'm the most, like, open person. Like, I'm so open-minded. I'm so, like, I'm always optimistic. I welcome, like, so many things. And so for people to, like, even think for a second that I would be sad about them mentioning anything about my babies, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> well, like, you know, no, in, in the human's defense, it is really yes. hard to talk about. You know, and yeah, unless and you I learn how to that. do it, it you, yeah. you're terrified and you run the other way. Oh, yeah. There's there's no way. I, I give so much grace to people because, honestly, there's no way in my, in my eyes, in my head, there's no way that you can know, um, you know, how that feels or how to approach that unless you have experienced it. Right. So for me, I've had friends that you know, lost babies prior to my miscarriage or ever finding out that I was even pregnant. I've known people to have a stillborn or a miscarriage and, you know, any kind of child loss. And and I like to believe that I knew how to handle those situations and still help to honor their babies based on the things that they were saying mm-hmm. and the fact that I'm a social worker and all these things, right? Like, it's just who I am as a person. But ultimately, I did not fully understand until I had my miscarriage. And there's something to say in that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point to make. Yeah. You could think you know, but 
unless you go through it, you don't really fully know. Yeah. yeah. Or take yeah. a lot of classes about grief and oh, pregnancy. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, show me your education it, right? on that. Oh, yeah, either like, you're a grieving I, uh, parent I, or you've taken <laughs> 20 years of classes. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. And I have taken, I actually interned at a grief center um, oh. back in 20. 2017 and so and so I I know quite a lot about grief because of that which honestly has helped mold me into the person I am today especially when it comes to how I cope with my losses so I mean that is something that happened you know several years ago it still um, makes an impact today so Mm -hmm. yeah there's always learning to be done oh for sure yeah Allie you're awesome (laughs) thank you oh my gosh sharing river Sunny and River. I just combined their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Actually, that happened to me once at Starbucks. River. So I, I tried to. That it's like Sunny the couple's. So yes. If you're not the first, you probably won't be Sunny. The last it's like a mouthful. Sunny and River. Thank yes, you for sharing River. them with us. Thanks for being brave and bold and parenting mm-hmm. your babies mm-hmm. in public. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I'm so glad you found us. Wait, did me I ask too. you how Thank you found you. us? No. Honestly, no. Um, (laughs) So I found you guys just on Facebook, I think. Just kind of came across, I don't know, maybe an ad on Facebook or something. I'm not sure. I just. And you're like, I need to reach out. A friend of a friend of a friend. And (laughs) and I just saw something about a podcast and talking about your babies. Podcast babies talking. Yes. I'm like, heck yeah. Like, I want to have my own podcast someday. So this is like, this is like my bread and butter, baby. This is like, I love this. You can put this as episode one on your podcast. All right. (laughs) Your story. That's funny. Well, um, you. you need to give Matt a big hug from us. Of course. And um, there's also a um, our friends, Guys in Grief. Yep, Guys in Grief. It's a Guys in Grief yeah. podcast if he wants is interested in that. I, I love listening to that, yeah. too. So okay. if you want to check yeah. that out. Because um, we know the dads are forgotten sometimes. Oh, yeah. Don't um, even get me started yeah. on that topic. <laughs> so give okay. Matt a big hug from us. And we are so glad you reached out. It's an honor for us yes. to hold your your stories, your story and your babies. And Thank thanks you. listeners for tuning in. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. <laughs>